I think yoga is the practice of paying attention. On this podcast, Yoga Strong, we talk about what paying attention on the mat, what being aware and being present, whether you're in the studio or out of the studio or in the kitchen or with your family or with your friends in connection, in your heart, in your head. What does paying attention look like for your life? That's what this podcast is all about. That's what Yoga Strong is about. It's not just strong in your muscles and strong in your movement on the mat. It's strong everywhere. This is Yoga Strong with your host, Bonnie Weeks. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I have a story to share with you. This is a story for, from just, you know, yesterday at the time that I'm recording this, when I was on a Zoom call with my sister and, you know, it's pretty great when you can hire your sister to help you organize your life and your business. And that's what I'm doing right now. And she is an amazing human, a fucking badass. And I feel really privileged to be able to work with her. And as we were talking and, you know, mostly focused on, on what I was doing and, you know, I'm paying her for this time to spend with me, like I'm hiring her, (laughs) but we had this, this moment though, where we, we did, you know, talk about, I don't know, the, the big vision sorts of things. And although we didn't talk about it a lot in this particular conversation, we've talked about it since. And, and this is something that I've talked about with, with several people recently, but she just shared with me how, you know, she's helping bring a lot of people's vision to life. And she, again, is a, an amazing organizer and event planner and a really multi-dimensional person who weaves together people's stories and so, so professional. She has some things inside her that she wants to birth that are her projects. And, you know, I think it's an interesting sort of dance that we all do with ourselves of, of when do we do something new? When do we add something? When do we say yes to something? And how do we walk forward into that, even if it's a little bit scary? And how do we not bog ourselves down? not feel like enough or to, or when do we shame ourselves because we're not doing the thing yet. And as we talked and just told her, this is seriously a line that I have said so many times. And I share this example, this story with my sister, because again, she's a fucking badass, but so many other humans that I have said this to that when you can't not do it, you will do it. And what I mean by this is that sometimes we try to force something to happen. We try to force ourselves to change. We try to force a habit or a not habit. We try to force some sort of action or project into life and into existence, but perhaps we're not ready for it. Perhaps our time that we have available, our capacity to hold what comes after a launch of a new thing, perhaps our mental capacity is taken up by navigating things in our personal lives or, or within our current jobs or whatever it might be. 
there's several reasons, right? And it, and it simply might be that maybe we're not actually that excited about it. Perhaps the timing isn't right. Perhaps the people aren't right. And so easily we can drop into shaming ourselves for not doing the thing and where it starts to eat at us and it becomes this downward spiral of just feeling shitty being like, wow, like I'm not good for anything. I'm not bringing anything good. I'm, you know, we can like start to have all this kind of conversation about ourselves. Right. Where if we zoom out a little bit and say, oh, maybe it's not the right time. And, and there's, there's a leaning into trust and abundance in this process. And I guess I'm sharing this right now because, you know, we're coming up on, on a switch of seasons to winter from fall to winter. And this fall is still being this letting go and leaning in kind of season of, you know, like, what is it that we're doing? What is it that we want to do? And it's a refinement, right? What are the pieces of us that we want to set down to let die? And, you know, as the, the podcast with, with Audrey O'Brien, you know, what, what autopsy can we, can we make of those things and really look at them and say, why and how, and then what kind of birth do we want to make? What thing are we pregnant with right now? that we are bringing to life and perhaps we're trying to force it. I mean, I've, I've birthed three babies and you really can't force it. If it's not time yet, <laughs> it's not ready. And I think sometimes we're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready now, but it might not be the time you're ready. And if the whole time that I was pregnant with my babies that I was like, oh, man, I should just be ready right now. And I should just give birth to this baby. And like, I'm a terrible human because I'm not giving birth to this baby right now. It simply is not the time. So instead of shaming yourself that the thing isn't happening right now, whatever it is, is it a relationship? Is it a job change? Is it a project? Is the, is it a a hobby? Is it something that you're saying you must make time for yourself to do, but you're not? Is it actually that important? Do you actually want it? Do you actually need it? Because when you need it and when you can't not do it, then you will do it. And this is something I've recognized about myself for a long time. Well, for a long time, in the last couple of years, actually, is that when I'm ready to do a thing, I will do the thing. And it's given me some trust in myself and in my own process to realize this, that I don't have to worry about getting the thing done. Is there a certain amount of work that you have to say yes to and maybe structure to help yourself hold yourself accountable? Yeah. And, you know, readiness is like a whole sort of other conversation in a way, but I can feel it inside of me. And I think part of this feeling is that your joy is contagious. And if we are wallowing in the shame of not getting the thing going, not changing, not bringing change, not putting out that book or that course or that program or creating the art that we want to do or, or having the family we want to have or whatever the hell it is. If we stay in that place and that downward spiral, there is no joy there. And your joy is contagious. Perhaps it is something you want to create just for yourself, but your joy is contagious to you too. 
And if you want to birth something and, and have it be an interaction, a, a way that you connect with other humans, perhaps it's something you sell, perhaps it's something you share or give away. If you are lacking joy around that thing and it becomes a drudgery thing, right? If it becomes something you're forcing entrance into the world when it's not ready, you won't feel joy about it. And if you don't believe in it, if you don't feel that thing inside with and in regards to it, there's no way that anybody else is going to believe in it. Your joy is contagious for you and for others. And when it's time to change and when it's time to birth a thing and you're ready, then you can't not make moves. So it will happen in the time that it needs to happen. And, and this is like the experience of like zooming out, then zoom out and say, wait a second, what am I doing? What capacity do I have? This is the practice of paying attention. This is the yoga strong. This is how you're strong, both on and off the mat. What is needed now? What is most useful and usable now? How do you walk forward at a sustainable pace? That's actually maintainable. That's not going to burn you out. So you want to give up but this is going to help you step into just owning your process. I think of this as a more sensual experience in general, right? Like if you start to walk down a path of, of a little bit at a time, zooming out, being willing to see a big picture and not forcing anything, you start to pay more attention to the sensations of the process. And that will teach you so much about not only yourself, but of your creative process. And of what you really want and need. This is what will make you strong in your life. This is a lifestyle. It's the lifestyle of being in the practice of paying attention. Your joy is contagious. Your joy is contagious. Your joy is contagious. I know you've seen people where you've seen them walking and maybe they're, maybe they're across the store or across the street, maybe they walk right past you and, and you can feel it, or you can see it in the way that they walk and the way that they hold themselves. And it changes you and let it change you in that positive way. Let's say, Oh yeah, your joy is contagious. Your joy is contagious. And when you are pregnant with it, the birth of whatever it is you want to bring will change everything. And that might simply be the joy, right? Like the birth of joy, like when you are full of that, like it can't not change you. And I think that's one of the, one of my favorite things about my own journey, my own discovery of what's saying yes and no, and, and creating business and parenting and co-parenting love making it's it's like this deep introspection and opportunity to really look at at where i'm going and why i'm going there and and realizing that as i slow it down you know it's easy to get caught up into things and as i zoom out it's all a pace that that I can sustain if I keep that perspective on a non-rush, 
that there is no rush and that I don't have anything to prove. And when I hold those kind of spaces in myself, it helps me stand up taller. It helps me believe more in myself. And it doesn't let me drop into a shame spiral for myself that I'm not doing what I need to be doing because I am doing what I need to be doing. And if I want to do more and if I, if I have capacity that needs to be helped, I can have people help me too. And, and that's part of the slowing down. That's part of the paying attention is, is realizing that I cannot do all the things by myself. And let me tell you, organizing yourself to then be able to hire somebody else to help you, or just ask somebody else to help you, or even to like have an accountability friend, like you got to be a little bit organized, right? In order to do that, it's kind of like if, for example, if you're like, Hey, um, I have a meal in mind. This is, this is good. This is a random thought at the moment. But if, if, if I said, Hey, I have a meal in mind, will you go pick up the groceries? And I asked you to do that. And I just ended the conversation there. Um, it would be real hard for you to go pick up the groceries because you don't know what a meal I'm making. <laughs> so it's very much the same. If you can slow down enough and find some organization for yourself to be like, what actually do I need to do? Do I have the capacity to do it? Why? Why not? If, when, where, what's the best that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? Like all the things, right? You actually have to be able to name the things that you're doing. And sometimes we feel like there's so many things to do, or we're not aware of those things. And sometimes it just takes like getting them out on paper or saying them out loud and realizing that maybe it's not so much. Maybe we can do it. Maybe the shame that we're like spouting on ourselves is a little bit unnecessary. Actually, maybe we're doing better than we think we are. I believe that you're doing better than that you think you are and your joy is palpable just as much as you might see somebody and and can feel it in them I hope it inspires you to be that too to have your joy be so contagious that it's palpable where we're cheering each other on in that it's like full abundance that there's room for you and there's room for me and there's room for the person in the car next to you. Do not force something or shame yourself for not doing the thing. Your joy is contagious. It's easy to lose joy when your thoughts are that you are not enough and will only lead to a downward spiral of feeling shitty. <laughs> And when it's time to change and you're ready, you're ready to say yes, and there's enough space for it, then you can't not make moves and trust that process. That's different for each of us that slow down enough, find that strength to pay attention to what your body's saying. Where in your body do you feel the resistance? Where in your body do you, are you feeling not enoughness? Where in your body are you feeling or thinking different things? 
Maybe that sounds weird. But your body is really smart. And sometimes our body responds to what's happening around us before we can form words to what's happening around us. So this is the sensual process. I want to get sensual. Let's get sensual. Like tap into your senses and remember that your joy is contagious. I'm just going to keep saying this. So if you get tired of it, great. Cause then you'll remember it is <laughs> oh, the things that you have, the person that you are, the things that you have inside you, the way that you exist in the world, the person that you are is important. And, and you are having an effect on other people in ways that you don't even understand. And you're changing other people's lives in ways that you may never know. So I hope you're standing up fucking taller. I hope you own your process and move at a sustainable pace that's actually maintainable. I hope you're brave and curious so that you find more joy. And I am so cheering you on. This is like... That's what my life, want my life to be. And let's, let me be, let me be a coach where I can meet with you. (laughs) Let's meet together and let's talk about how your joy is contagious. Let's talk about how to set up your life in a way where you have the space to find that for yourself. This sounds amazing. Well, I guess this is your pep talk pep talk today. I have my hand on my heart. Thank you for being here with me and sharing this space together. Thank you. Shout out to my sister and the many things that she is pregnant with that are not babies, but that are things that will change the world. Mm. Go be brave. I'll talk to you soon. Mwah.